This is MSF Torah. It's not just a podcast. It's an in-depth analysis of the fundamentals of Torah. Presenting the truth as seen through the eyes of the Torah. Don't forget to follow the podcast, visit our website at msoftorah.com and join Patreon for exclusive content. After the Rambam tells us that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the Yesham Matsui Rishon, which we understood to mean Mucha Chametzius, the Rambam continues in Halacha Beis, and he says, If it enters your mind that HaKadosh Baruch Hu does not exist, then there's nothing else that can exist. We're going to come back to this in one moment. Halacha Gimel, he writes, if it enters your mind that anything else besides for him doesn't exist, he himself will exist, and he won't be nullified because everything else is nullified. Non-existence for everything else is not going to impact him. Everything needs him, and he needs nothing else. So the part of everything needs him is really what he wrote in the, in the earlier halacha, and he needs nothing else is what he's saying right now in halacha gimel. And then he says, which we're going to come back to. So right now I'd like to discuss the first the, the two parts over here. Number one is that if you were to remove HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Chas v'shalem, then everything else would not exist. And if you were to remove everything else, HaKadosh Baruch Hu would be no less. HaKadosh Baruch Hu would still exist in the same exact surah as before. And the Rambam as well, in the Herish HaMishnayos, says a very similar thing. That the first thing that every Yid is supposed to, every Jew is supposed to believe is Lahamin Mitzios Habaris Barach to believe that in the existence of Hashem, Ushesham Nimta Shom Chodarche Mitzios Hu Ilas Mitzios Nimtzam Kulam Kulam Boy Kiyum Mitziusam Umenu Kiyumam. So first of all, that everything exists because of Him. Vayale Aleiv Heder Mitziuso. You shouldn't think, it shouldn't even enter your mind the lack of His existence. Kibe Heder Mitziuso and His Batol Mitzios Kol Nimtzam. Without Him, everything else is also Batol. Lanisha Nimtza Shiskai Mitziuso. But what happens if we think about, if we entertain the possibility of everything else not existing, says the Rambam, HaKadosh existence won't be affected. Not only will it not be nullified, it won't be affected at all. It won't be any lessened by the fact that there's nothing else in the world. That means HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not affected by the lack of other things, but everything else is affected by Him. So the second point is actually very understood. Since we explained already that Hashem is the first cause, we understand that existence, his existence is not dependent on anything else. And therefore, if you were to remove everything else, he would still be the same as he was. He's not going to change. Nothing else impacts his existence because he's a first cause. Nothing caused him. So that we understand very well. The first part needs to, needs a little bit of explanation. Why is it true that if you were to chasushan, remove Hashem, that means everything else would be gone? It's almost like Hashem is the, he's the one giving creation constantly to everything. He's the energy of everything. Yet if you were to remove him, then nothing else could exist. So why is this? Just because Hashem is a first cause, why does it necessarily follow that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the only, only thing that holds everything together? Why do those things, why do those two things follow one another? Let's understand well this idea. And we're going to try and understand the, the whole Rambam as well as the last part of what the, the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu's existence, his MS is different than everybody else. What does that mean exactly? The first thing we need to understand is the difference between a 
regular cause, we'll say, and a true cause. What is the difference between these two things? So we mentioned it a little bit last time, and I want to expound on it. A builder builds a building, but he's not going to be the true cause of the building. We explained last time that there's four types of causes. There's the material, choymer, tsura, the shape of it, poel, the one who acts on it and brings it into existence, and a tachlis in the purpose. So if I say a table, again, we have the, it's made out of wood, has a certain shape, the, the carpenter makes the table and its purpose is to have food on to eat off of it. Now, we think, we tend to think of the cause of this table as the carpenter, but the truth is it's not, that's not really its true cause. What does a true cause mean? So the morale actually explains this point. It's also over here in this parish on the Rambam. It's the same idea that there's difference between, in the words of this parish on the Rambam, there's difference between ilos mitsiuso and ilos kiyumo. There's a reason for its mitsius, its existence, and there's a siba, a reason, cause of its constant existence. It's kium. The fact that it once was created is different than the fact that it it's maintained, its existence is maintained. So a true cause is something, in the words of the Maral, is that if you were to remove it, the effect would cease to exist. So let's talk about our case of a table, that the t- a carpenter builds the table, but if the carpenter is out of the picture, the table is not affected by it. Therefore, the carpenter is not the true cause of the table. A builder is not the true cause of the building, because even if you were to remove the builder, the building would still exist, and it wouldn't be any less than it was before. Therefore, the builder and the carpenter are not the true cause of the building. So the poel is not the true cause of anything. What you really have to look for is the choymer and the tzura, in our case. So let's say, in the case of the table, if I were to remove wood, then there wouldn't be any table. Or even if I remove the idea of a shapes, there wouldn't be any table. So the wood is more of a true cause to the table than the builder, the carpenter is. And same thing with the builder, the bricks are more of a true cause to the building than the builder is. The ground also, if you were to move the ground, the building wouldn't be around anymore. If I had to move the bricks, the building wouldn't be around. There are Sometimes could be multiple true causes, but there are certain causes that are more true in the sense they are responsible for the existence of the thing as opposed to just thing coming into, coming into existence in the first place. So this is the difference between a cause which brings a thing into existence versus a true cause which maintains the thing's existence as well. So in the words of the parish of the Rambam, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is a true cause of everything. So let's see what he says. He says, mm-hmm. A builder is the ila, is a, is a cause that creates the binyan. But if the builder dies, lo yifsad habinyan. The binyan is not going to lose out. The building has a different cause to its existence than it did to its creation. So the builder has nothing to do with the building. If the boina, the builder dies, it doesn't affect the binyan at all. The Akadosh Baruch Hu Mamti Kol Nimtza. Akadosh Baruch Hu is Mamti Kol Nimtza. Vuha Mekaimoy, and he also is Mekaim. I mean, he brings everything into creation. And he also maintains their existence. B'Shefa Sheshafei Love Tamid, with a divine influence that he influences it consistently. And that's why they need him. And he doesn't have a cause. They have a cause, and he does not have a cause. So let's understand a little bit better in this in this, in this idea. We're going to understand why this is true, but just as the what the idea is being said is that there is nothing in the world other than Hashem that doesn't have a true cause. Kodesh Baruch Hu doesn't have a cause, i.e. it doesn't have a true cause. There's nothing else in the world that's not true by anything else in the world. Everything else in the world has a true cause. By everything else in the world, you could say about it that if you were to remove something outside of it, it would cease to exist. So a building, if you were to move the bricks, it's not outside the building. I mean to say... 
If you were to move something, then the building would cease to exist. Again, so if you move the bricks, the building is gone. If you move the ground even, the building is gone. If you were to move the wood from the table, the table is gone. You could say this about every single thing in the world, except for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the only thing you can't say, the first cause is the only thing you can't say about it, that if you were to move something, it would be affected at all, it would cease to exist. That's not true by Hashem. So everything has a true cause. Like we said, only Hashem does not have a true cause. Let's go back to our building for a second. If we say by our building, true cause of the building, let's say, is the brick. Okay, so if you to move the bricks or the ground, however you want to say it, then the building ceases to exist. That's the true cause of the building. Well, then the question becomes, well, what's the true cause of the bricks? And so the bricks also have a true cause. So what is that cause of the bricks? So it's whatever you want to say. Eventually, we'll get to the point where it's the physical world, time or space. Makam. Makam is the same words for, it's, a, it's from the same root as Mekayim. Because it, it makes other things exist. Mekayim means that it gives existence to other things. Makum, everything we have in the makum, in our space, it, nothing could exist without the dimension of space. So makum, in that sense, is the true cause of pretty much everything the physical world we know. If there was no makum, no concept of space, then anything physical cannot exist. So then the physical world is the cause of the, physicality is the cause of the bricks in a certain sense. Whether this is meduktok or not doesn't matter so much. The physical world is the cause of the bricks. Well, what's the cause of the physical world? Space. So what's the cause of space? So eventually you're going to get to a point, as we did last time, that you get back to the first cause, then you stop, because the first cause has no cause. So again, that means everything, everything about everything has a cause. In other words, there's everything, and everything in the world, you could say about it, that it has a true cause, and then if you're to remove that true cause, it would cease to exist. So if we now remove a Kodesh Baruch Hu for a moment. So what do we get to? So let's go back in the chain. If we take out a Kodesh Baruch Hu, then space does not have a cause, and space will not exist. And if space doesn't exist, then physicality doesn't exist. And if physicality doesn't exist, then the bricks don't exist. And if the bricks don't exist, then the building doesn't exist as well. So a Kodesh Baruch Hu is basically at the, at the end of the chain, the chain that's holding on everything in the world. The top of that is, is Hashem. And if you to remove Hashem, then everything else would just follow suit and nothing else could have any existence. That's a simple understanding of what the Rambam means over here, that if you're to remove Hashem, nothing else has existence because everything is tied to Hashem through this chain of causality, which ultimately comes back to the first cause, like we said. And if you were to remove that first cause, everything else would just would be gone. So as a muscle for this, is as follows. Let's say you have a person who's about to fall off a cliff, and then as he's falling off, somebody either hands him a rope or hands him his hands to hang on to. But the second person is not really anchored onto anything as well. So then he begins to fall. And then another person comes along, a third person comes in and holds both of them. But then this third person is going to fall. So where does this all end? Let's say we know that they're not falling. So what can we know for sure? We can know for sure that there's somewhere down the line that somebody's anchored to something else. Somebody's anchored to something else that he's not anchored to one of these things that are falling. He's just anchored to something else outside of it, whether it's a building, whether it's rocks, whatever it is, somebody else is anchored to something else. Now, if that first person who's anchored to, let's say, a building lets go, then everything else will also uh, also fall. So it's the same thing with the first cause. If the first cause, the first cause is the only thing really, he's, it's not the right, like our muscle because he's not anchored to anything else. He doesn't need anything to be anchored to anything else. So let's say we start from the first cause. Everything else is ki'ilu falling off the building in the sense that there's a question of existence or non-existence. Let's start from the building. The building has a question of existence, non-existence. Non-existence would be like falling off the cliff and existence is, is staying on. So the key thing that keeps it on is the bricks, are the bricks. And then the bricks, all, but the bricks also have the same 
same question, whether it's going to come into non-existence or existence. So what makes them exist? It's cause and so on and so forth. Eventually you get back to the first cause, which is anchored as if, as it were anchored to itself, meaning it doesn't need anything to anchor it. But if a Baruch Hu, the first cause will let go, as it were, of everything, then everything will just fall. So that's what the Rambam means when he said, why, this is why it's true that if the Rambam is saying that if Hashem wasn't there, everything else <coughs> would cease to exist as well. As an aside, <coughs> there basically are two different ways that I'm aware of, of the Rishonim talking about the first cause idea, the first cause proof. The first one was the one we articulated the other time. But there's another way, and it's basically what we just we just articulated, that everything in the world, we're not going to spend that much time, but I just want to speak it out, that it really I think it's part of what the underlying what the Rambam is, is saying. Or not that he's coming to do that, but this is the underpinning is what he's coming to say, of what he is saying, is that everything in the world has a possibility of, like we said, of existence or non-existence. That means everything could have not existed, potentially. Now, everything needs a reason for its existence as opposed to non-existence. Non-existence does not need a reason, does not need a cause. Existence do need a cause. So if we see that everything in the world does exist, well, we have to conclude something. Because everything could have existed or non-existed, so now we have to say, okay, why did this thing exist as opposed to non-exist? Well, well, it had a cause. Yeah, but why did that cause exist as opposed to non-existent. Well, it also had a cause. And, and so on and so forth. Now, let's say, let me say I tell you that every single thing in the world was of the same nature, that it could have not existed. Okay, so what was the thing that pushed it into existence first? It's like, it's like asking if everyone's going to fall off the cliff, well, what's going to anchor it? Everything could have fallen off the cliff or could have not fallen off the cliff. And it needs a reason to stay off the cliff. Well, what's going to be the reason that it stays and doesn't fall off the cliff? You need something to be anchored. So if everything had a possibility of non-existence, how is it possible that everything came into existence? You would need something that had no possibility of non-existence. Because if everything only had a possibility of non-existence, you have to ask yourself, well, what pushed everything? What pushed everything over from existence to non-existence? And then what pushed that and what pushed that and what pushed that? But if everything was only that possibility of non had the possibility of non-existence, well, there was nothing to be nothing there to be starting the train. It would be like everybody's about to fall off the cliff one after another. Somebody falls and person two holds on to him and person three holds on to him, but they're all about to fall. You need something to anchor everything. You need something to anchor everything into existence. And that the only thing that can anchor everything into existence is the first cause, which itself needs no reason to exist. And now everything could start. But if you didn't have the first cause, if everything was Efshar Metzius, if you had nothing that was Mechuyev Metzius, then you really wouldn't have existence. Okay, that's again a little bit of a side point. That's somehow how some shown to express this first cause idea, which I th- again I think is expressed in this, in what the Rabbim is saying over here. So that's why it's true about a Kaddish Baruch Hu, that if you remove a Kaddish Baruch Hu, then everything else would not exist. If Hashem would let go, as it were, like we like our, in our mushal, then everything else would would not exist. Now that's again very easy to understand, but let's uh, under, go a step further. Why this is true? The real reason for this is because there is no other first cause in the world. If everything else needs a cause to make it exist, and without its cause, it cannot exist. Then, like we said, then everything is somewhat is always dependent on something before it. If there was another first cause in the world, then that thing doesn't need anything else to help it exist, and therefore it doesn't need any causes, so then it, it can exist. But since that's not true, since everything, everything else in the world is not a first cause, everything else has something dependent on it, so then we always come back to, well, what brought it to it into existence, and eventually we get back to Hashem. In other words, there's never a way that you could say about anything else that, let's say I take any other thing in the world, and I make the following statement. If you were to remove anything and everything outside of it, it could still exist. That wouldn't be true by anything other than the first cause. Because very simply, everything else has a cause. And Hashem does not create other first causes because the first cause cannot be created by definition. So we'll expand on this point later, just to say very succinctly now, 
HaKadosh Baruch Hu cannot create another first cause, because by definition it's impossible. If the thing is created, it's not going to be a first cause. So you can't create a first cause. And it's not a limitation to Hashem, which we'll discuss. But there is no other such thing as another first cause, which is why Hashem cannot create another God. Again, we're going to discuss this point another time. But there is no such thing as another first cause, and therefore by every single thing in the world, if you were to move something else in the world, it would cease to exist. And eventually... If you move that and that and that, another cause, another cause, eventually you get back to Hashem. And that's why that Kodesh Baruch Hu is the thing, is the thing that ultimately holds everything in place. It's only because of Hashem that everything else still exists. So to summarize in short, everything else in the world has its existence dependent on an outside factor. So by everything else, if you remove one thing, whatever its cause is, we would end the existence of it. And this is not true, however, by Hashem. There's nothing that we can remove that would impact Hashem in any way whatsoever. So Hashem's existence is qualitatively different than anything, any other existence out there. He's not dependent on anything else, yet everything else is dependent on something else. So, and this is going to be the next point in the Rambam, but let's just make this point again. Let's reiterate this point. The difference between Hashem's existence and everything else is not quantitative. It's it's completely qualitative. It's so different, like the difference between Shemaim and Aretz, even more, that everything else's existence is dependent on something outside, an outside factor. As we said, the thing cannot create itself. And that actually true, like we said, is actually true by Hashem also. Hashem didn't create himself. Hashem was not created. Nothing else can create itself. Everything else needs something else outside of it to bring it into existence and to keep it, to maintain its existence, other than Hashem. In that case, Hashem's existence is qualitatively different than anything else. Now we're getting to a little bit to understand what the Rambam means. The Rambam says, based on these two things, that because if it's remove Hashem, nothing else would exist. And because by everything else, if everything else ceases to exist, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not impacted at all. L'fichach says, His MS is not like the MS of everybody else. So we're beginning to understand a little bit what he's being, what he's saying. We, we can understand based on all this, that Hashem's existence is different than everything else. But what does the Rambam mean that his um, MS is not like anybody else, and Hashem Elohim MS, he is the only MS, there's no other MS Kamo. Kloimar the Rambam says, Ein sham matsui MS milvado kamo. So there is no true, real existence other than Hashem. So what exactly does that mean? Let's try and understand a little bit about truth. What, what MS really means? Truth is really synonymous with reality. If I make a statement that my car is blue, so is that a true statement or not? Well, depends. If I go outside and I show you my car, if the reality is that my car is blue, then the statement is a true statement. If my car is green, then the statement my car is blue is not a true statement. So if I ask you if something is true or not, I'm asking if reality is a certain way. Does reality reflect your statement? Is your statement consistent with what's reflected in reality? If the person, did the person eat the cake in the morning? So if he did, if he really did, in reality he did, then the statement is true. If he didn't, he didn't. So truth and reality are, are basically synonymous. That's actually the, the part of the definition that they give for truth is, is reality. This is true. What does it mean this is true? This is real. Something that's in the real world is true. Something, if I say something is false, it means to say that reality doesn't reflect that quote unquote reality that you're trying to describe. So if I say my car is blue and my car really is white, then the car is blue is not reflecting reality. It's false. It's not a true statement because it's, it's, it's a lie in the sense that it's not reflecting what reality is. Now, what is reality? So what makes something real as opposed to not real? The person has a dream and he has a nightmare, let's say, and he gets up. It was a horrible nightmare. So finally he gets up and he says, oh, Baruch Hashem, that wasn't real. So what, what does it mean it wasn't real? Who, who says it wasn't real? Well, he's saying it's not real because there's a lack of permanence to a dream. The dream doesn't last 
forever. If the dream would last forever, then that would be real. But because the dream ends, then it means that it wasn't real. That there's another, call it framework of reality, i.e. the real world, not the dream. So again, what makes the world more real than the dream? Simply to me, it just means permanence. If something permanent, it's more real than it's not. A dream is not impactful. But what it impacted was not permanent. Yes, of course, dreams can have impact and it can even impact you in the real world, but it really wasn't so impactful. If a person would dream about a horrible scenario, he wouldn't have a problem with it because he knows it ends eventually. It's on the flip side, if he has a, if he dreams about, if it has the best dreams ever and a, a perfect world for him, he'd be upset because, because it ends. <clears throat> so it's not really reality because it doesn't end. There's lack of permanence to a dream. And where does this lack of permanence come from? So in the dream, it's very simple. Because the dream is dependent on outside factors, the dream can only last as long as a person is sleeping. The dream is dependent on sleeping. And since a person won't sleep forever, therefore the dream won't last forever. So the permanence is affected by the fact that it has an outside factor causing it to be in existence, i.e. it has a cause. Because the sleeping is the cause of the dream, and the sleeping itself doesn't last forever. And why does that last forever? Because sleeping has outside factors. The reason why he's sleeping is so-and-so, because he's tired, let's say. The body's tired. So when the buyer body's not tired anymore, it's going to wake up. So because it has causes as well, so it's not going to last forever. And in the dream, it's not going to last forever as well. Now, when we wake up, we think to ourselves, okay, let's say it was a nightmare. We say, Baruch Hashem, I'm not in that dream. The dream is not real. But our life is real. That's what we think. Well, we really have to ask this question. What is real about our life? Is Are we saying that this world is going to be permanent. The reality that we're in right now is permanent and it's going to last forever. What if there's another reality out there that is makes this world akin to dreaming? So just like by a dream, we wake up. So to maybe this world, from this world, we're going to quote unquote, wake up. In fact, the Jewish religion believes that that's true. We were like dreamers because the reality is going to change. So we know that this reality is actually not going to last forever. Why is this reality necessarily not going to last forever, or can theoretically not last forever, because it has an outside cause. Space, time, whatever it is, there's a cause to what happened to this reality. And because this reality has a cause, well, if we want to know, is this reality going to last forever or not, we have to simply look at the causes. Are they going to last forever? Because if the causes don't last forever, then the effects won't last forever as well. So again, when we look at the dream, the dream has a cause, which is the person sleeping. The person sleeping is not going to sleep forever. Therefore, the dream won't last forever. How do I know the person sleeping will last forever? Because it itself has a cause. What's its cause? The person is tired. That's not going to last forever as well. And therefore, the dreaming, the sleeping is not going to last forever. And therefore, the dreaming is not going to last forever. As long as all the factors contributing to something existence are around, some these things, the effects will last. Once these causes, these factors go, then it ceases to exist. This world also has factors creating it. So maybe also by one day, maybe one day they're also going to be end. This, I think, is also what Chazal mean when they say that the word MS is spelled with Aleph, Mem, Tuf, and the bottoms of the letters of Aleph, Mem, Tuf all have multiple points. So Aleph has two points, Mem has the line, and then another point, and Tuf has two points, so well, plus the extra extra bit. And Chazal say that there, it's it's a sim- symbolic, we'll say, of permanence, because it could stand, as opposed to Sheker. Sheker, the Shin only has one stand, the Kuf only has one stand, the extra bit, and the Resh also only, only has one stand. So Chazal saying, MS lasts, and Sheker doesn't last. I think they're saying more than just a nice idea. I think they're saying the, I think this is actually the, the essence of what MS and Sheker means. MS is something that is permanent. Re, it's real, it's permanent. That's MS. Sheker is not. Yes, of course, we know false statements don't last. It's because they're, because the statements only go as long as you could hide the reality. If I tell you I have a blue car, well, you could, you could be 
convinced that I have a blue car, but the moment that you see that I have a yellow, car, I have a white car, then you'll you'll know that I was lying. False statements don't last because the reality is going to la- outlast your statement most times. Again, sometimes it can last to an extent, but ultimately, false statements don't last because the re- things that are re- real, reality, which is the truth, will outlast it because it has more permanence than a false statement. There's almost no permanence to a false statement or something that's false. So in Chazal say, MS has stands, it holds it up, it's because they're saying that MS by definition is permanence and Sheker is not permanence. What gives something permanence, like we just explained, what gives something permanence, or lack of permanence, we'll start with, is the fact that it has outside causes. And those outside causes can not last. Because it's true by everything else that we could say about it, like we mentioned before. Because by everything else we could say, if you were to remove one other thing, its existence will stop, it will cease to exist. Therefore, its permanence is up for question. It's in question now. Because if you remove that cause of it, then it's going to stop existing. So there certainly is a question about its permanence because you could remove a cause and then the effect will be gone. So we could talk about whether the cause will ever be, be removed or not, but you certainly see that it's still an issue. There's always There certainly can be potential by something to remove its cause and it's going to be gone. Since every cause also had a cause, therefore it also its existence is also quote-unquote in limbo means to say that it's up for discussion, up for debate, we'll call it. It could technically not exist, just like at one point it did not exist. So to now it could not exist if you just simply remove the cause. And that's true about everything in the world except one thing. The only thing that that's not true about is the first cause, is Hashem. In that sense, like we said, there's nothing that you could remove from Hashem that will affect Him. There's nothing that if you to remove it would affect Hashem. Kodesh the first cause, is unaffected by all these things. There's nothing you could say about it that let's remove something and that its existence will be in, in question. Because Hashem's existence is a mechuy of it's not an efshar his existence is never in question. And therefore, only HaKadosh Baruch Hu, only the first cause, is real in the purest sense. Everything, everything else lacks, potentially lacks permanence. Everything else can end. Not that it necessarily has to end, but it can end. And then everything else doesn't have a real reality, because its reality is based on permanence, and its permanence can come to an end. Its permanence certainly, at least, is in question. That's true by everything else, except for the first cause. By the first cause, its permanence is not in question. Its existence is never up for debate. It's never in limbo. There's never a moment that you could say, maybe it won't exist anymore. Because of, a, of this first cause, aspect, it doesn't have any of that. Like we said, it's, its existence is qualitatively different than everything else. That's what I think the Rambam means very simply when he says, because it's true by everything else that you could take away one thing, at least one thing, and it would it would cease to exist. If you find the cause for everything else, by anything else in the world, you could say, if I find its cause, it will not it will cease to exist. That's not true by Hashem. Therefore, says the Rambam, it's his MS is not like the MS of everything else, meaning it's truth, it's reality, it's permanence, Hashem's, all those things about Hashem, it's MS, is not like the MS of everything else. And that's what the Navi says, Hashem Lakim MS, says the Rambam, Hu MS, MS There's nothing else that is true, i.e. real, permanent, like Him. There is no existence, nothing in existence that is MS like Him. That's what we mean to say, So we have understood a little bit better about Shema. Shema Yisrael Hashem Elkein Hashem Echad Hashem is one, as we said, one not only as opposed to two, but it's oneness. And the Kavandas of Ein El Milvado, now we understand a little bit as well. There is nothing, nothing real 
really, really real in the pure sense of the world, in the word, other than Hashem. Now, the mitzvah of Anoch Hashem Lokacha, says the Rambam, is to take everything we just learned about Hashem, the Yudke Vavke, this is the first cause, the only thing that's MS, and to understand, He is the Adon Kol Haaretz. He is the one running this world. Like we explained from the Ran last week, that the, fir- the mitzvah of Anoch Hashem is that the first cause, the Yudke Vavke, is also the thing that runs the world. He is what he is the entity that took us out of Mitzrayim. That is the mitzvah of Anoch Hashem Now we understand a little bit better about what we are doing, who, who are we dealing with when we talk about Hashem, what that means, what Hashem means, what the first cause means, why Hashem's existence is different than anything else. We could a little bit better understand, appreciate this mitzvah of Anoch Hashem now we understand it properly. exclusive content on Patreon. You can submit your question and get them answered only for members on Patreon. Don't forget to check out our own website msofterra.com and remember, we are wherever you get your podcasts. Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Subscribe to know when the next episode is being released. The podcast is produced by Ellie Podcast Productions.